You want us just to do the whole thing? Oh, shit. Sure. Stop the live feed. Point Roadish, 
Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar, everyone. Yeah, Steven. And all the way from the greater Glenshee area, <laughs> weighing 210 pounds, he is Magnificent Michael Bow. Next to him is a man that requires no introduction. From Delhi, Ontario, at an even 215 pounds, Whiskey West hey. Hagen. Yeah. And this week on percussions, a man from Norwich, Ontario, weighing 150 pounds, soaking wet. <laughs> He's the man that saved the sound of life for the Dutch Hall. Kevin Belange, everyone. Yay. Kevin. Yeah. And as always, hailing from behind my bar, <laughs> weighing 269 60. pounds. The Punch Van Dyke! Oh, <laughs> I the bad guy. I'm assuming you're the villain. Oh, yeah, for sure. Missing tonight. Hailing from Burford, Ontario. <laughs> this man weighs at least 335 or 7 pounds of disgusting <laughs> filth. He is Dave, the pierogi, charter. They call him that because he's made mostly of potatoes and cheese. It's Polish. And as I said, our guest tonight. Woo! He's a great comedian. He's here, he's here promoting his special, Worse Than Hitler. He's a comedian that uh, runs a show in Bramford at Bramsterdam. You can see him there on Tuesday nights. And he's, we're lucky to have him as our guest. Wally Warwick hey. is here. Fuck it, we'll do it live! <laughs> and I am your host from Pine Grove, Ontario. He is the two-time two -time. President's Club Award winner. Oh, shit! Leaping Pete Van Dyke. Hey. Beautiful. Hey. That's an opening. I don't think we've done one of those. That's awesome. how you open a well show. Done, they should have you on the launch. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Live from the Dutch Hall really turned it up a notch this week. I tell you, you guys, number one, I got to tell you, the band tonight, you came prepared. Michael was just, uh, he, he came prepared. <laughs> Steven against his will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, against his will, it was it was a, really a struggle to convince Steve, the reluctant German, to, uh, to give up. Wrestling. Uh, wrestling a song. He, it was it was between this week. It was between this week. We had to, had to do a wrestling song, or we did a li uh, live from the Dutch Hall tradition, where we would uh, salute a person who had passed away in the music business, and coming right off the death pool, the live from the Dutch Hall death pool, and the and Dolores from the Cranberries. It's a shame. Yeah, it's a tragic story. Also it, a shame. It, nobody uh, big winner in the death pool. That's right. No. And at, who 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 of us in this room laughed at Beaver? 
<laughs> when he made his pick of a whole bunch of young people in perfect health. Exactly. Right? right? And there you go. If anyone would have had the cranberries on that list, we would have laughed him out of the room. You know? We would have. But then there she is. She passed away. So, I, and, But the reason we didn't open with it, I'll tell you, it boils down to this reason. couple things. Number one, we were going to talk about subject matter being pro wrestling. And uh, to play a Cranberries song that would be kind of like sad in its, in its nature, right? And then as a mother dying of, uh, you know, tragic death, uh, you know, at a young age, it was it's not a way to start a comedy show. It's a real tough So I decided to start about talking about it, eh? <laughs> yeah. Nice work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dummy. <laughs> Anyways, we're supposed, to, <laughs> we're supposed to talk about two things in order to do our thing where we're trying to, like, gain more listeners by, like, catching on to the latest trends and what's going on in the world. Right. Uh-oh. And what our, uh, what our listeners have done this week, two different listeners have sent us topics to discuss at this portion of the show. Oh, really? Which both, has never happened. Both listeners of the show. Both listeners, topics. yeah, two different listeners. Actually, two people sent one topic, the same topic, and one person sent the other topic. Mm. And so we're going to talk about them both, which is kind of like feedback, but it's not exactly, right? Feedback. <laughs> All right. So, but I'm going to say it's, uh, the first topic is that of uh, Tide Pods in your oh, mouth. Yeah. Oh, yep. wow, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. They said... Uh, Kids are eating Tide Pods or something like that, right? Yep. And now all the parents on Facebook have got their nuts in a knot about their kids eating Tide Pods on fa- on Facebook. Number one, I did the research on this because it's a professional show now. <laughs> so That's actually, all facts. Yeah, these are now? not Now? It's a pre- professional show now. When did that When did that happen? Well, uh, when, we t- when, we turned, uh, when we went into our fifth season, we decided to turn up a notch. This is the fifth season? Yeah, we're in season oh five. Oh, my goodness. I got to tell you, this is not at all what I imagined. What did you think it would be? I thought because it was like Simcoe, Delhi kind of kind of area that we were actually in a Dutch hall. Oh yeah. Uh, and that there was an actual bartender. We were at an actual bar, and uh, yeah, this is. I did not expect to be at your house tonight. Thank oh. you for letting me know where you live. No, yeah, we are <laughs> in the Dutch hall. Yeah, that is one of the drawbacks of having the show in a pool, in a pool shed in my backyard is that people will know where I live. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. Uh, it's actually, um, I find, uh, because I got, because I, I, I have a big house, that people will uh, um, uh, not want to book me. Right. Yeah, especially, or not want to pay me. Well, because you're not struggling. Yeah. In, and, this, and, in the slightest. And, like, most of the people. You're going to headline my show at Bransterdam for nothing. Yeah. Actually, you're going to pay me for the spot. <laughs> yeah, I know. If anything. See what I did? That's what I mean. That's what happens. And then I feel bad. And then. But that's why I don't ever I don't want to say anything because no yeah. one's gonna laugh at you. Well, it's good to see that your comedy really comes from struggle. <laughs> it's mental struggle more than financial struggle. Uh-huh. You know, like, like I still... oh, how do I deal with all my money? Yeah, <laughs> mentally, of course. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, you know, Pavlov's uh, hierarchy of needs. Yeah, of, of course I do. <laughs> Fucking take one look at me. Take one look at me and tell me that I do not know Pavlov's something about needs. Yeah. Well, that's what it, you want me to tell you about it. Yeah, I would love you to tell me about it. Because uh, Pavlov's hierarchy of needs, it says if when you're when you're struggling, you want to survive. You're at the bottom, right? Yeah. And then uh, so you just want food and shelter and like cl- uh, clothing, you know, and then uh, as you move up, then you want stuff like uh, uh, you want like uh, companionship and safety, stuff like that. Right. And you go up and you want like good health or something. And then you go up to the top 
and you got nothing you can complain about anymore, and then you find self-actualization becomes your like thing. You know what I mean? Like, like, and then you get into it into your own brain because you think about it all the time, like how I could be like fulfilled or some bullshit like that, right? And then you go crazy, and that's how the pattern works. Money doesn't help you. Then that, that's why I cut it off. Oh, because at one point in time, like Pavlov's kind of a dick. Yeah, but, well, it shows you how when you when you're chasing money, it doesn't <laughs> help you be happy. You know what I mean? It doesn't help. My belief in life from having made money and then being miserable. Yeah. And then now making no money. Yeah. And uh, being happy. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Because um, your wife makes money. No, it's not what it is at all. <laughs> It's not what it is at all. That is what everyone makes fun of me about, right. which is if you're going to do a roast about Pete Van Dyke, you make fun of how I mooch off my wife, right? Mm. That's the joke. Ha ha. It's funny, <laughs> but it's also ill. Meat trays in the fridge, by the way. <laughs> it's also, yes, she's a, she's a loving woman, and we're a great team. And uh, it, people, that's an Ill, that, just doesn't know, that just shows you don't know anything about what I did before. Like, oh, what, you, you call me out now? What? You call me out? <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, you don't know about me? Well, it's true. You don't fucking know about me. <laughs> you ain't bad. You ain't nothing. What? Ain't nothing. Well, I did things. You, you know, don't know about me. He's a two-time president. This is what I really did. Winner. To be honest with you, I used I used them to get me to do this. You like, used who? Your family? You used no, your family? No, I used the bank. I'm sorry. I, I should explain this. I worked as a banker for a while. For people that don't listen to the show, I worked right. as a banker for like 15 years, and I made money doing that, but I didn't spend. I didn't spend it all. Because I knew I didn't want to be there because it was horrible, you know? When I went there, I said I'd be there for five years. I would, like, save as much money as I can so I could do something else. And it turned into 15 somehow, and I felt really shitty about it. And I could see I was going that way where I would end up feeling shitty 30 years in, you know? Because yeah. I was getting close to that port part where you got the pension and stuff coming, you know? Anyways, this, this oh, yeah. is enough yeah. talk. But, <laughs> but uh, it's okay. And then, uh, but then... Uh, and then, uh, but this was the plan. Like, eventually, I wouldn't have to do that shit anymore because I would do good things with my money. Yeah. Right? So you did it smart, and you got out before you got a pension. Yeah. The yeah. fact that my wife's a workaholic has nothing to do with me because she, I can't stop that woman from working no matter what I do. And it has nothing to do with money f- for her either. She just wants to work. She just is, is like an energizer bunny. She's, she is really, you can't stop her. She's got, yay, Paul, you know her. Anyways, we were talking about Tide Pods. Tide Pods. So this is a Tide Pod thing. Back to them. <laughs> Back to the Tide Pod. We got to get into it. Number one, I said to my daughter, have you heard of the Tide Pod issue? And my daughter says, that's a bunch of malarkey, you know? Which daughter? Your you daughter says malarkey? No, she didn't say malarkey. She said it's not true. She said it's uh, it's just a lie, you know? Hmm. That's what she said, yeah. <laughs> really. She wouldn't say malarkey. That sounds like something an old man would say. <laughs> and then, uh, so... Uh, Anyway, she tells me that's this, it's a bullshit or whatever. So I go, um, uh, how do you know that, you know? And then uh, so I Snopes it because Snopes tells the truth. That's what I believe. And okay. all my Stephen Harper facts, I believe Snopes on the inter- internet, right? So I go to Snopes. Is it true? Snopes says verified fact is true. And this is how the or- origin story is. These kids, uh, there's like ch- challenge videos online. Yeah. And then they said, put this, put this in your mouth. That's a challenge. Right, put it yeah. in your mouth, <laughs> and then uh, so they put. My dad was the same way. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, just put this in your mouth. It's a challenge. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you 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 played Kiss. Yeah. For a like a molestation, uh, story. I was. <laughs> oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. My dad's dead. 
No, no. <laughs> Wait he, a he second. He was talking about his dad molesting Wait, him. Wait, I'm he talking put, about Prince. Well, Why Prince is, is this him. where I find out my father has died? <laughs> well, he was a bad guy. Yeah. He was a bit of a diddler, I heard. Oh, it's good for him to be dead. <laughs> is your dad really alive or dead? Uh, oh, I thought you were going to ask. No, no. Let's go really Tide Pods. We're, we're going to get Tide Pods done. <laughs> we have two things to do. We got to get Tide Pods done. We'll do it quick. Okay. Yeah. Number one, it's not bullshit. These idiots put the thing in their mouth, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Cereal they bowls. And then uh, they... Really? Yes. What? They have like squeezed them into cereal bowls and they'll eat them. They're no. fucked. And I actually, I actually, I went over I to... Like the echo on fuck. Hello. I went over to a friend's house last <laughs> week, and, like a like a fellow tradesperson. I was just having a, like a couple beers with him. And his kids are hanging uh, hanging around with us. And I asked them about the Tide Pod Challenge. And I guess it all comes down to, like, one thing that they say. And I, I, I guess it's uh, something along the lines of, like, oh, I could go for a light snack. And then and then you take the Tide Pod. I guess, like, it's it, to them, it is a meme. And I had this explained to me by, like, a, like a, like a teenager. This, it, this is a meme to them. It's along the same lines as uh, planking. Uh, planking. Yeah. What's that? I thought it was like Isn't a, a yoga thing, move? right? Yeah. Oh no 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 no. Planking for a while was like you took a picture of yourself in the most like obscure place, planking on top of something like a statue or shit like that. Like people actually died doing this planking thing that was like Ka-ka. huge. Like I don't know, maybe three four years ago. Ka-ka. Yeah, that's uh. Well, anyways. Yeah, th- I don't understand these kids is my point, you know? No, ad- no, not at all. And, so, like, 40 of them got poisoned. Like, right. 40 of them had to go oh, get... Oh, for sure they get, did. Uh, that's how many people were treated for it so far since January. That's for- reported, for- yeah. 40 kids between 13 and, like, 16 or something. Yeah. Idiots, you know, like, just dummies. <clears throat> they put poison in their mouth and they're... Uh, no, anyways, there's, so there's I don't a, know what to say. There's a new one to this, though. What, they're putting there's more th- stuff in their mouth. No, 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 they, no. The, there's like an offshoot of the uh, eating the Tide Pod thing. Uh, I've seen one video of a guy uh, doing a dab of a Tide Pod, and now the I guess new thing that's actually catching on and, and is like uh, like a major portion of it is vaping Tide Pods. So you'll get a guy that takes like his vape pen. Does it or get you whatever. high or something? Oh fuck no! It is actually apparently more dangerous than just ingesting it like uh, by eating it. Hmm. What? Like it's it's like they're just now searching for the most stupid thing you can do for the sake of doing it. You know, because kids I, have nothing to fucking live for. Apparently, I don't know about that. It's like uh, it, I think it goes back to that Pavlov's hierarchy of needs again. That's what I believe. This is all going to be about uh, psychology. Well, kids are because it's because there's because right? they, so they ha- yeah need, they ha- they don't they need don't anything need. so they're into this like now I want to be like uh, have so many likes on uh, on social media so yeah. I feel uh, validated or oh, whatever. Completely empty inside. Uh, well, it's sad. I don't think they all are, but it's it's just there's an element of the population for sure. But oh, yeah. uh, but anyways, Tide Pods are stupid. Do you have something to say? No, I just wanted to know what number two was. Number two is a big one. I actually wanted nice to talk about. Steve. Number two is Aziz Ansari and uh, uh, his sexual uh, or misconduct. Or Aziz, I'm sorry. Or I sneezed, I'm sorry, <laughs> as uh, as uh, Jim Jeffries said. Don Cherry says. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, he uh, wrote a book about like how to like pick up women in t- today's a- a day and age or whatever. Right. And now uh, he, I think he got. Did he win a Golden Globe? Yes, he did. He won. Uh, one? Yeah, for Master of None. For Master of None, right? Yeah. So he, uh, uh, best actor in a series or something like that. So this is the way I read the story. Are you aware of the story, Wally? Then too. Oh yes. Okay, good. 
Actually, I, I read the main article on uh, uh, Babe, uh, which was the, uh, the, the the first one that broke with the, the actual uh, quote-unquote victim. Uh, so oh, yeah. Giving her side of the story, of course. Uh, I, I, I don't know the whole thing, of course. Okay, I'll tell you what it is. Was I, not there. Okay, I'll tell you it as I understand it from what I read, and you tell me if you've heard any different, okay? All right. So apparently uh, Aziz uh, 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 and this girl yeah. uh, had agreed to go on a date. Yeah, an agreement to go on a date. They went on. They went on the date and ended up at his apartment. Yeah, correct. Uh, they they or, they met at like a Hollywood party uh, uh, before that, and it had to do with uh, she was a photographer, and she was shooting with a certain style of camera, and I guess he kind of uh, uh, like wasn't into her at first, but then noticed the style of camera she was using, and he himself owned the same type of camera. So he used a similar, uh, a, a, like some s- similar interest. Yeah, and, uh, that, game, and that, and that is what got them talking. Right. And anyway, so that guy ended up uh, going on a date with her. He's back at uh, her uh, place. Uh, he uh, instigates uh, sexual activity once they are trying yeah. to get sex once he gets into the place. Now, I got to stop you guys. Because I don't know nothing about dating at this yeah. point in time. Like I have been with one he, woman. He apparently uh, stopped the dinner early as well. Uh, is is the thing? Okay. Like he, like he was rushing to to get back to the place to to you know do to whatever he wanted to do. The sex? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, yeah. I mean, now does this sound out of out of? If you, I haven't dated, you want to toss very me a much. smoke there, Pete? Huh? Just toss me a cigarette. Oh, and so uh, I I had. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I'm not a good thrower. I'm not a good thrower. Oh, that was yeah. the worst catch ever. He's not uh, was, the throw wasn't the best. The throw wasn't the best. So I ended up... Uh, so, <laughs> thank you. Uh, smoke pipe. Shit, <laughs> so I ended up... Uh, so I want to ask you guys, like, on a date, uh, by the time the girl agrees to come to your house, right? She agreed to come to your house, right? Like, right. So... It, 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 is there is it fair to say there's some sort of implied consent once she agrees to go to your house or is that is that not 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 even I like do you assume some responsibility this is so I want to do this when I do wheel of dirt bags because wheel yeah. of dirt bags I'm having these uh, female comics come in to talk about this and I hate talking about a bunch of room of dudes right because then what the fuck do we know, right? right? Yeah, that's right. But like all I know is a dude. All we know is being last the, time the I was bag. last time I was dating a girl, I was a teenager, and then you would, the girls would always have to be convinced somehow that you want that to do something because it's all new. To, I was just a kid, so my frame of reference is like no good. It, yeah, it's horrible, but it right. also <laughs> makes me think how horrible like young teenagers oh, yeah, are. They're so horny. Oh and yeah. fuck yeah, aggressive and stuff, you know. But you're just begging, like, please, I just I gotta come so bad, you know. Just do something, touch it, you know. Like when you're that age, you know. Just touch it. I get it. But just like, fucking, fucking look s- at it. Stay look away from it, my daughter. Look at it the right way; it'll go off. You sons of bitches. So, anyways, Aziz brings this girl back. Long story short, I'm gonna make this short now. Uh, long story short, uh, <laughs> she gives him oral sex, right? Oral sex. At a certain point, one, but he kind of like coerced her into that. He ate her pussy. Yeah, he but, ate her pussy and she sucked his dick. That's yeah, what, that but was like a, short, shortly, both of them apparently. What? Did oh he, yeah, he didn't finish. No, 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 no. Like, uh, like, like apparently, like he uh, cleared off. How, like, how are like these a, details available? 
Oh, it's great. Oh, oh, she she <laughs> gave a full fuck? detailed report to this. Uh, I think it's Babe.com. It's like a like a like a news site. I guess there's so many of them popping up now. I don't blame you for not knowing Babe.com. Uh, but no, apparently, like they got back and like he had kind of like a bar top or whatever, and he sat her up on it, and uh, then he like just started going down on her, and she's like, "Oh, this is all right." And then, well, by the way, can we can we the the man is like like physically uh, like 135 pounds. Oh yeah, he's a very unintimidating like sort of uh, it de- like creature. It, de- it, de- it depends on how you look. I at would it, say 85 percent of, of women could, could beat in, the shit out of him. Though. His stature in like in society kind of makes him a little more intimidating. Well, that's probably how he got the date in the first place. Oh, for sure. You know, and for sure. So I'm not. I'm not saying like if the guy was to do anything or like he forced her to do something. Then of course he's wrong. Like there's no question about that. You know, right. you can't like force a girl to do anything. But if you're like trying, trying to convince her, yeah, using tricks to suck your dick or to perform fellatio. Let's keep it clean for the people on Facebook or use sure. YouTube or whatever. Yeah. So you go. Uh, <laughs> That's what we do best. We'll do it now. Yeah. Start being clean start, now. Starting now. And then, uh, uh, so but if the girls, if you're gonna. Like if you if I was to say for example when I was a younger man maybe I had these uh, tricks or I, let's just say I had a friend that had these tricks right <laughs> too late charters and so like you'd have like five tricks right you'd say like uh, if you want to get the girl to put your penis in her mouth you would be like uh, oh like I heard it you know kiss it better you know you say something like that, that K- kiss yeah, it, it, are you fucking serious? No, no, it never worked. It never worked. Wow, I heard it. Put He's it showing his mouth. age right now. And then you go, and then you go, uh, then you'd say like, uh, um, you go like this. You you point you point at your penis and you go like, uh, what is that? And you go like, <laughs> and you go, I don't know. Why don't you taste it? Oh, you go like something like that. Is, is this from like, like porn videos? No, no. It just it was all created. I had like five different uh, ones. How old were like you that. at this point? Uh, 19. 19? Yeah, I was just my first year of university, and I was like, these are my moves. These are <laughs> what I'm going to use. Wow. What was your go-to? <laughs> you would huh? totally have been hashtag me too by now. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody would be, wouldn't oh, they? Like, oh, um, for sure. For at, sure. at a young age, like you would have done something that you're like. I have to be so careful with my wife now. What? I have to be so careful with my wife now. Not to, like. Oh, I don't want to trick her into anything or anything like that. Uh, you know, I have her sign a form before we uh, have yeah. missionary intercourse. I do a bit about it now. I just, I don't want to do my material on the air, but I might. No, <laughs> but I do a bit about no. Anyways, uh, I want to say for, Amsterdam. Uh, for Aziz though. Right. Uh, the girl, the girl did not uh, file the complaint until um, she saw him on the Golden Globes. Yeah. Right. And then she felt she had to come forward. But she right. didn't actually. File a complaint, like quote unquote. She just she tweeted about it, which seems to be the thing. Well, no, to yeah, do now. that's that, that's what you do instead. Like of going the same to the police, thing happened know. to James Franco the same night. Like as soon as he won a Golden Globe, it was like boom, tweets about like you fucking did this, you fucking did that. Yeah, I would rather. Isn't it at the point now where we should just be hearing about regular dudes that are doing it? Because it's only like it's like it's not even like uh, famous. It's like if Louis C.K was uh like at the level of uh of uh uh say a lower level comedian someone that doesn't have a special yet but he's like a a, a good a really good well respected comic right like with Dave Attell, for example who's a good comic right but maybe not at this level of fame like 
right. universal notoriety of uh, of Louis C.K. Yeah. If David Tell was doing the same things Louis C.K. does, it wouldn't make the news because nobody would be as interested. It, it would make the news, but it would just like make a splash for a couple of days. And this Aziz thing only uh, for a couple of days hit the headlines. Like I've I've been reading the news every single day. There's been nothing since he came out and said, "I'm sorry." Yeah. There's been nothing since then. Yeah, and that's the other part I have to touch on. He did a he did a, she sent him a text after saying that yeah. she felt uncomfortable about the whole thing, and he said, "Oh, I totally misread that because I didn't pick up on that at all. I'm right. very." Apology. He was but, very apologetic. But the, the the thing about him is what what I found in the in the article and uh, what the woman was saying was uh, there was one move that he kept doing in particular that I found a, a, oh, little, a yeah, little bit offensive. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Where he goes and shoves two fingers like down her throat, yeah. and then goes to finger her. Yeah. yeah. Like she you, told you, that you, too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like you, you like there. There are some girls that are into like a certain amount of like like uh, choking or yeah, whatever yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But to repeatedly just like gag someone and then go Fingers. for their pussy. But and 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 multiple times when you've done that, they say like, eh, maybe don't. That kind of leads into a weird. Uh, Field and 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 I feel like maybe Aziz well, is a if, bit rapey. Yeah, if you say don't, then that's it. The end of the story, right? If right. She said but, don't, but she didn't. She didn't say don't. She was uh, uh, the the one thing that's pointed out a yeah, lot said, in the articles. Didn't, didn't read the body verbal yeah, cues. Non-verbal cues. What's that? Her shoulders were slightly lawyer. slumped or something. Yeah, supposed I, to be a fucking yeah, but see, yeah. So like, as a guy, like, how are you supposed to understand like non-verbal cues? Like, I've I've given non-verbal cues to a woman before and then wound up having sex. It you know I. I, what do you so, mean? You gave her verbal cues. You didn't want to have sex. No, no, no. Non-verbal cues, like, eh, like kind of pulling away, sort of thing, and then, and then, like, they're aggressive enough about it, where like, well, fuck, I'll just get this over with. Like, I've been in the same situation yeah? with chicks, but that never happens. Not to the point where it seems in the Aziz story, where like he was kind of following her around after like so girls just insist it, that you it, fuck it, them. It, man. it goes. Oh well, no, back, back, just back nonstop. It happened a couple of times. It Your only wife's happened a couple of times. Oh yeah, I know. She's listening. She's watching. Hi, Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's happened to me before with really aggressive chicks, and it's just like, okay, I just want this to be done with, so you let them do whatever they want to do. Yeah, yeah. But it's never been to the point. Uh, in that sort of situation with me, uh, where I'm being followed around a domicile as, like, I'm trying to run away from each thing. So, like, it's kind of segmented because, like, th this all went in different segments of the evening where, like, he would do something and she yeah, would be like, like, no. And so they would but go and, like, cool off on the couch for a little bit. Uh, and he'd be like, no, 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 it's okay. And then he'd be I like, think, okay, Wally, I think Wally, I think Wally should be his fucking lawyer for fuck's sake. He's got no. All oh, no, 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 no. If I was his lawyer, it would, it would be, it would be all, bad. All the fucking Matlock on this shit. All right. So <laughs> wait one second. Wait one second. Now, you brought up a point I want to address, which is you said that uh, it, through stages he uh, made advances, right? Right. That's what you said. If you're on a date with a girl, isn't there a bit of ebb and flow to try to, like, see how far you can get with her? Correct. Like but the, there when was, you go to there was when, no there was no flow to his ebbs apparently. Like, well, come on, she she didn't he, he didn't like consistently try to try the move. Like he was he was taking a break from it and then going back to it. 
It's similar to if I can make an analogy to like uh, like if I was like, uh, let's say you're a long term married person. Right. Right. And you're and uh, well, let, let's go this way first. If you're like with a girl for the first night. Right. And you've been around the block a few times. Right. And then she hasn't maybe been with as many partners and you're with her. And all of a sudden your hands start to stray past her comfort zone. Right. Right. And uh, she goes, what are you doing? Right. That's what she says to you. What are you doing? What do you do? You stop. Quit. You quit touching you, her butthole. Yeah, you see, <laughs> exactly. You stop. Right. How'd you make it all the way to her butthole? Now, if you're in a if you're in a, a, a long term relationship and you're and that woman says to you, what are you doing? You're like, I've been creeping towards your butthole for the last 12 years. You know, goddamn well, that's where I'm going. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm doing. Not tonight. Not tonight. Yeah. Just you tell her right to her face. and That's what it is. You negotiate. And she says, well, I don't like that. And you're like, well, maybe you will like it if you just fucking listen. If you just relax. Yeah. Anyway, so we need to do a segment that we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback, as always, is brought to you by our good friends at Clean Flow. Yes, Clean Flow. Hey, Clean Flow. And I think it's a time that we said why Charters is really not here. And it's because he took his job so seriously last time. And what he did was he let Clean Flow down. What Clean Flow's done is they've made us a video program. You can see these cameras. They're paid for by gosh darn Clean Flow funds. You know? Thanks, That's Clean what Flow it is. Best. And all they ask is that Dave the Rooster Charters, week after week, provides them with a commercial that this man, that uh, Mr. O, we're going to call him Mr. Clean Flow, he says the all man. he wants is Dave Charters to do his ads, and every week Charters fails. It's a letdown. Right? Two weeks in a row. This week, out of shame, <laughs> I thought he canceled, but it turns out Charters had a terrible accident with Honey Goo products. What? Oh. Yeah. It's not what you think. Oh. He was doing repairs. This is what he told me. Okay. He was doing repairs around the house, and there was a lot of, like, products that he felt had gotten a little rusty. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to, like, get them to be, like, uh, more free, like more lubricated hinges. He reached for his honey goo. One thing led to another. The, the can became very covered in the goo itself okay. because Dave's very sloppy when he applies it. Viscerous spraying. One thing leads to another. <laughs> Somehow the can became lodged in his ass, <laughs> and it uh, slipped through his fingers. Man. And he is now tr- trying to get some forceps in there, I guess, with his wife in the kitchen and a flashlight trying to get that fucker out of there. <laughs> So all the best to charters at home. Desperate call tonight. Yeah. 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 So thank you Wish to CleanFlow products. You know, it shows you the efficiency of um, of the CleanFlow product, too, because of Honeygoo. Because uh, that, that lubric, like Dave's ass is like watertight. That's a Polish ass. That is a tight ass uh, Polak, you know, if I've ever seen one. Anyways, charters uh, get well soon. Hopefully, she, uh, Teresa can get those things fished out for you. Just relax. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just take a deep breath. And um, we also have to give a good shout-out to uh, Norpak. The beef people. Good cue, Paul. Paul's right on it. Nailed it. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Norpak. Beef people. Come on, in that mic, Paul. Norpak. Beef people. There we go. That's <laughs> what we're looking for. That's the enthusiasm we need. 
and uh, Amazon, of course. You go to go to our Life on the Dutch Hall webpage, click on either of the Amazon banners. You might have shut off that ad blocker to make it work. And do your Amazon shopping. Some of that money's going to come back and help the show. And we're going to need it because we have to buy a whole bunch of new shit to make this sound like Kevin made it sound today. <laughs> and uh, so if anyone can help us out, that's great. And actually, I want to give a shout out as part of our feedback segment to uh, Ella Steppa Jones. Hey. I know Charles doesn't like us to bring up Jones. He likes to keep Ella her Steppa, Steppa right? Yeah. But I got to tell you, Ella bought a Live from the Dutch All t-shirt. Yes. Oh, I am. I promise you, Ella, I am mailing that thing out in the morning. Sweet. It's going to go to you. And because I've delayed, I'm going to throw in a can of Honeygoo. Hey. Wow. It's Clean coming flow. free of charge what's, from what's, Clean What's flow. Honeygoo? Honeygoo is like WD-40 kind of. I don't know what they – except way, way better, way better. This lubes everything. Mm-hmm. I used it for my kitchen tap. This is true. And then I put it I put it on because it was all like caked up with like that. Like it turns like greeny, like uh, blue yeah. shit right. everywhere. Yeah. I honey gooed it. Came off like a butter. Amazing. Yeah, it's true. Anyways, uh, who else we got? Yarmy Electric? Oh, yes. Yarmy Electric. Oh, good God, Derek Yarmy. The man works his ass off. He's busy. It, and now, you know what else? You, you know, not only does this guy... He's doing things in the wintertime. You know what it, this guy probably would do for you? He's the type of guy that would be, not only would be a fireman, not only would be a, like a busy employer of a business and uh, also a, a father of countless number of children. I've lost count 12, years 13. ago. Yeah, there's so many because all he does is plant deep and work hard. But then Derek Yarmy, he he's release. the type of guy in a day, on a day like today, after he's done all those things, he come over and uh, shovel your driveway and drink a half a bottle of whiskey with you. He, he sure finds would. the time for that, you know? Smoke a whole pack of cigarettes, too. But what he won't do is come over. Is uh, What he doesn't like to do is answer your fucking phone calls about the one time, oh, my God, I flicked my lights on, and all of a sudden I could see that the cat was on fire. Blah, blah. I don't care, old wow. lady. Wow. Derek Yarmy's fucking busy. Yarmy Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time, go fuck yourself. That's right. Yarmy Electric, why don't. is the cat on fire? <laughs> yeah. Don't ask him. Don't Bullshit. ask Derek. He's got things to do and babies to make. And planting deep. Yeah. <laughs> and planting deep. And you know what? Also, we're getting in the doldrums of, of winter. You know, the, what's the opposite of dog days? Cat days of winter, I'm going to call it. The cat day, we're in the cat days of winter. Things got a little, <laughs> things got a little, uh, things got, things got a little bit uh, uh, boring this time of year. But you know what you can do to spice up your life? You can give us an email, live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com and hire Van Dyke Party Services. And what we'll do is send you, for whatever event you have, between five and 29 Van Dyke first, first cousins dressed in bright yellow jackets, and yep. you're going to have the time of your life, guaranteed. We will be fired up. <laughs> and all it's going to cost you, I like that, Michael. <laughs> and all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of our expenses, which I guarantee you will be dear. <laughs> and if you're not 100% satisfied, we will return those that $100. But those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services... Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by Clean Flow. And that's it for ads. Hey. hey. If you'd like to sponsor us, you know you can reach out live in Dutch Hall at gmail.com. We appreciate all the help we can get. And uh, now we just want to reach out to our listeners who give us feedback. And this week, we got some international feedback. Oh, 
Because our buddy Bruce Veltri, where's my phone, do you know? Is it around there? You know, because uh, Bruce Veltri, you know Dr. Bruce? <laughs> Old Brucey? Oh, where is my phone? This is really important for feedback. Oh. Uh, ah, shit. Well, I'm going to give you the condensed feedback version of this one. Bruce says he's in, he was in, uh, he was in uh, Dominican Republic listening to our show. And he said uh, that he found it, uh, I forget it now. Anyways, Bruce, thanks for the, (laughs) 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 thanks for the email, but I can't find my goddamn phone. (laughs) I'll tell you something about Ella Steppa. She sent us also a message when she ordered the t-shirt. She said, when you guys picked Walter Gretzky, you broke my heart. Paul. That's Paul. Paul And I said, you know, I had nothing to do with it. Paul. (laughs) (laughs) There's your phone. It's somewhere. Uh, I can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody can hear it. Somebody's listening and called it. Uh, I I did. Oh, Oh, you found it. Yay. Bingo. (laughs) Thank you. Woo. We can do feedback right. (laughs) All right. So we got... uh, Alice Depp said, you broke my heart. I said, Paul's got a, a, a black heart, and he will probably end up in hell for Walter Gretzky. But also the winner. Yeah, but he might win, too. <laughs> I might win. So far, everybody is 0-0. Zero, zero. No one picked the Cranberries girl. And uh, anybody else die this week? I don't know. Tick, 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 tick. tick. I'm sure <laughs> somebody did. Okay, so um, uh, Bruce. I'm going to go to Bruce here. Good call. So Mr. Veltri, who's in Dominican Republic... There he is. And he said, just listen to Live from the Dutch Hall. Well, vacationing in the Dominican Republic was great to be in the the presence of the number one fan, the Haitian Dwarf. Or at least on on the same island. I wouldn't set foot in that shithole Haiti. Oh! Wow. Wow. That's a Trump. Where Wyclef Jean ran for fucking leadership. Uh, Haiti? Yeah. Did he win? No. Uh, one complaint, Kirk should have been excluded from the Deadpool. Come on, the bastard is 101 years old. Fucking first pick overall. Oh, yeah, number one draft pick in the whole <laughs> pool, Kirk Douglas. He is on borrowed time. <laughs> so that's uh, from Bruce. And then Ella did that. And then uh, we usually go to a lady. Uh, can we do checking on the cheese lady? Uh, oh, yeah. We didn't just practice that one. Uh, get on the ride symbol there. So we have a lady that uh, she listens it. to us. She's from the second most in Delhi. She likes to give us, chicken talk to us on Podbean. Cheese lady, on the cheese lady, chicken on the cheese lady, always on the run. Chicken on the cheese lady, on the cheese lady, chicken on the cheese lady, always having fun. This week, Teresa from the second mouse says, a little late listening as I'm heading to Jamaica in the morning. Boom, shaka, bow, wow. Boom, clap, blast, clap. Uh, LOL. <laughs> so thank you. A lot you. of vacationers listening to the show. Yeah. Yeah, people are going on vacation this That's time great. of year, and they listen to our show. Have so. a drink for us. Yeah, go down there in Jamaica. Maybe we can name islands as the new drinking game, and they'll have every, the listeners that are down there will have a drink. Yeah. yeah. I just like getting the listens from different countries. So Cuba. when you go to that country, listen, download a show. And Cuba. You know who's you know who's still the holdouts in the states that listen to live from the Dutch Hall? Who's that, Pete? There's four states that won't listen to our program. Utah. Huh? No, Utah's good. Utah's good. <laughs> There's only four four states that, that Vermont. No, Vermont's in. Yes. Yeah, the only ones are Maine. Mm. Yeah, Maine Close doesn't like. They don't like us one bit. Mm. 
to Alaska. Alaska doesn't like us. Also close. Yeah, you figure Alaska would like us. Like a Yukon listens to us. We had listeners in Whitehorse last week. Really? Yeah. You don't think about these things, but we do. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and then uh, the other two are uh, uh, North or South Dakota. Hmm. They don't like us in Nebraska. North Dakota though, you got it down. Yeah, North Co- North Dakota's cool. Oh, cool. cool. Right up. What up, North Dakota? We're all uh, we're all about North Dakota. North Dakota. Drink. Huh? Drink North Dakota. Drink. Mm-hmm. How come I didn't get a shot of the whiskey? How come everyone else got it but not me? I can Facebook. have another. Oh, I think there was one over here for you, but then I drank it. Mm. That oh, that, that makes that sense. <laughs> all right, so we will. Um, who we have one other guy to talk to every week. By the way, for buying the T-shirt. And making us making the listeners aware that we do have T-shirts for sale. Ella Steppa Jones, you're the listener of the week. You're the listener of the week. This is your week. It's your week, Ella. Yeah. You yeah, should that into the, that one. It would have. Oh, buy yeah. a T-shirt, people. It's your take, week. Take it on vacation. Buy a T-shirt. Take it on vacation. Ella Steppa Jones. There's one guy to talk to. He's a listener that's been with us since the very beginning of this program. He gives us uh, uh, he, uh, he gives us feedback on iTunes every week. He's our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. Let's hear it for him. Hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to bed we go. My figure four will make you roll. Hi-ho, hi-ho. I did a different one. In a figure four, I'll, you'll beg for more. Uh, I said, if in my figure four, I'll make you roar. Either works, yeah. Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! 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 Well, Asian Dwarf. Oh, I like it. The Asian Dwarf this week, uh, he went out to iTunes and gave us some feedback. He entitled this feedback, Death Pool. <laughs> and he gives us five stars. And the Haitian dwarf says, thanks for not picking me. And mm. fuck charters. Mm. Oh. Uh, so thank you very much, Haitian dwarf. That's it for feedback. You know, if you got to get a hold of us, we like it. We want to give a shout out to actually Carl Halstead and Carmina, too, for listening to the show. Woo. Uh, they gave us the uh, Tide Pod idea. Woo. And uh, they also gave us some good feedback on the show last week. So I'm sorry I didn't have a chance to get to it this week, but we will. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. And uh, you go to uh, Facebook, Live from the Dutch Hall of Facebook. You go to our uh, YouTube page, and you can uh, subscribe there. You go to uh, Twitter, Instagram, bullshit, all that, Snapchat, whatever you want to do. I still don't understand Snapchat, though. No, uh, if you send me a picture of your face as a fucking deer, I don't care. <laughs> Stop doing it. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> You're so <laughs> echoey. Yeah. Uh, so now is the time of the program where we get to talk to our guest. Woo! Our guest yes. tonight. I've had the pleasure of working with at Bramsterdam Cafe, and I think I've worked with you a bunch of other places. Oh, we've, we've, yeah. we've done a lot of shows all over the place together. But he runs a show on Tuesday nights in Bramsterdam, and he also uh, he has a special, as I said. Let's get it to camera here. Paul, you got the camera one for me? Put on the one there. No, me. Just do the one shot. Come on, Paul. Yeah, there. there this one. Is. It's Wally Warwick. That's me. Worse than Hitler. There he is right there. Yeah. Let's hear it for our guest tonight, Wally Warwick, everyone. Woo. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. So there we go. <laughs> Wally. Um, so I was saying to you, uh, when I was a kid, um, I was a really, uh, like, uh, I enjoyed wrestling. Oh, for, yeah. For me, when I was a little kid, 
wrestling, uh, when I saw the bad guy wrestlers, uh, I thought that was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. Like that people could go into a place and yell at the, like make the people angry at them on purpose, you know? Oh, yeah. And the shit, the stuff they would say, like it just, as a kid, I thought it was hilarious. You Especially know? foreigners. What? Oh, like Iron Sheik? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyone who's foreign to America. Oh, watch out. They're bad because yeah, they're not especially American. the Russians. Yeah, at that time, uh, they, they went through the Russians. They went through the Middle Easterns were bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Japanese were also bad. Canadians were bad. Canadians were pretty bad. Yeah, and, well, they had the different factions of Canadians that were bad. Yeah, the uh, Quebecers, the fucking... Uh, so what brought, What got you into the... What, what, what attracted you to, to wrestling when you were a kid? Uh... When I was a kid, uh, what attracted me to wrestling was that my parents would tell me about all the times they had gone to see, like, uh, closed-circuit broadcasts of WrestleMania at the Civic Center in Brantford. Oh, yeah? Where, yeah, because they used to do the closed-circuit broadcasts as, like, uh, uh, as kind of an alternative to pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. So you could like they would actually like pile thousands of people into an arena just to watch it on a jumbotron. Right, right. Yeah. Did, and and you, your parents were were into it. Yeah, and my parents were into it at the time and uh like they 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 were all about Hulkamania. They went and saw like a Hulkamania event at an exhibition place. Yeah. Apparently. Oh yeah. Did and, you like Hulk Hogan? Yeah, I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan as a kid. Oh, never. Yeah. I was never a Hulk Hogan fan. I would actually, like, dig, like, because my parents told me, like, oh, you know, there's, like, old shows that we that we taped off TV, so I would dig through, like, their personal VHS collection to try and find stuff. Risky business. From, yeah. Well, <laughs> and then I found their wedding tape one time, and as I was watching it, they told me to not watch that. So I'm pretty sure it was my parents fucking on tape. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, but you don't, I, you can't, I, you can't unwatch it. All I wanted to find was, was, uh, uh, it was, they told me that they had Macho Man Randy Savage marrying Miss Elizabeth on tape somewhere. Awesome. Like and they saw I was it. looking for that shit. And then I found their wedding tape and I was watching it and they said, stop that. Now, so I'm now pretty it, sure my parents have a fuck tape. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, it was when they were looking better. You know they're oh, younger. Oh, for sure. They You'd be watching your great. young parents fuck like uh, in like uh, uh, Back to the Future or something, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, because you're not watching your old parents fuck. Nobody wants to see their old parents fuck. But you know, like, maybe if your parents are both good looking when they're young or whatever, you didn't really recognize them. It would be okay. Like till the end, you're like, oh geez, did I just wh- uh, you know whip off a batch to mom? You know? Anyways, uh, I wanted to say uh, I didn't like the Hulk Hogan at all. I didn't like those good. I didn't like any good guys, and I still don't. Now, I only like bad guys. Like what? Uh, how? How I? Fig- when I was a kid, Roddy Piper was the king, man. That was my guy because he was so mouthy. Oh and, yeah. And then he when he, and he was hilarious. Like the way he made fun of Jimmy Snuka to me was like, it was funny, you know. Like uh, it was totally not appropriate by today's standards because you can't make fun of people for being like. You can't make fun of Polish power, Ivan Putski for being Polish and no. make a bunch of Polish jokes. You know that's offensive now. Even though we do it to Dave all the time. But anyways, uh, what I want you I should set it up about because you're a comedian. Yeah. But you're also not just a fan of wrestling, but you've been involved I more have, so than the average I person have been involved. Yeah. In um, wrestling. There was uh, there was a promotion that was uh, short lived in Brantford uh, run by uh, a friend of mine, uh, Bloody Bill Scullion. 
look him up. He's like he's like a, a hardcore wrestler. Uh, he's got a bunch of stories about he used to actually uh, travel the road with uh, Edge, Christian, and Rhino. Oh yeah, yeah. Back in the day, like before they ever. Got and he, he was a wrestler too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, he's still to this day. Uh, I think he's living out uh, Sudbury Way or something now. But uh, he had this vision where he like opened up a wrestling school in Brantford, which wound up with only one student, and he was running a promotion out of it as well. And I went to the very first show with my son, uh, who was five at the time, and I remember just watching the show and thinking the ring announcer sucked. Yeah. So through a friend of mine that was actually uh, a teacher at the school and wrestling on the shows, uh, Caitlin Diamond, uh, I got a hold of this Bloody Bill Scullion guy and said, like, I'd be better as a, as a ring announcer. So he brought me in. And then uh, he came over to my house for dinner one night and just found out through my wife as he was leaving, like, oh, yeah, Wally always wanted to be a wrestler. Oh, yeah. So he was like, oh, all right. And then that same night, I went out and did a show in Toronto and started getting messages from Bill saying, like, what if what if you were to do one match? And I started freaking the fuck out. Like, yes, I, I will do this just yeah. like one time. Right. Because like my wife would not let me do it more than once. Right. right, right. And uh, so we wound up uh, one show. We set up an angle where it was going to lead to a match and it was just like I was ring announcing these two shows in one day and he had lost twice and I kind of made fun of him over the mic like after his second loss so right, he called right. me into the ring can, then, can you wait one second yeah tell me tell me the story I'm yeah. going to listen through that window while I'm taking a piss okay, okay? let's keep, keep going on yeah so the the story is like that, uh, he was gonna be in this this hardcore match uh, with a with a midget, and then he loses the match, and I make fun of him, and then in the end of it, uh, because I've made fun of him, he calls me into the ring, he whips me into the ropes, gives me a huge fucking lariat, and then picks me up and gives me a sit out power bomb into a pile of thumbtacks. Wow. And thumbtacks. Yeah. And, like, you can find this video on the internet, Wally Warwick getting fucking powerbombed into thumbtacks. But, the, <laughs> like, it, it, it worked out kind of like, uh, I, I don't know if you'd call it, like, serendipitously or whatever. Like, that, uh, <laughs> that like, I, I took the move, and we had actually, we had practiced it a bunch, but we hadn't practiced it after he had just had a match. And he's a not-in-shape dude. He's not a very in-shape dude. That's why he does hardcore wrestling, right? Because you just get to, like, kind of walk around a little bit and get hit with something. <laughs> and then you walk around a little bit more and you hit the other guy with something. And then you both take out a fucking razor blade from your pockets, fucking cut your head open, and there you go. There's there's a wrestling match. It's fucking professional <laughs> athletics. Speaking of professional, here's Pete Van Dyke. Yeah, here he is. <laughs> but... So we so we set this whole thing up and he and he, he like the the idea at first was he was going to power bomb me through a table, but for that same show he had deathmatch wrestlers show up and he only had one table. Oh yeah, he only so had the one. He only had the one table because there was only a budget for so much. He was actually living inside of the wrestling school with a fucking pig and two dogs. A pig. Wow. Yes, he had a pig because he had bought a pig, thinking that would be his uh, valet to the ring, because he thought he was going to get booked for a bunch of county fairs. <laughs> Regardless, 
So the idea was there, gone uh, that I could be powerbombed through a table because we uh, wound up having a barbed wire table match for the main event. Whoa. Right. So, you needed the table. Yeah, so right before that, we we decided to do a segment where uh, he's just been in a match and he just uh, he, he either slammed somebody on a thumbtacks or he was just slammed on a thumbtacks. But either way, there's thumbtacks all over the ring. Yeah. Right? So... I've made fun of him over the mic. He brings me into the ring, and he fucking whips me into the ropes, gives me a huge fucking lariat, and then he gives me a sit-out powerbomb. Lariat's on. like a clothesline, right? Right. Uh, yeah. But it's, uh, it's it's yeah, it's more like you're just standing there, and you just fucking, like, you actually, like, lean into it, where a clothesline yeah. is just more like you have your arm out, uh, and the guy uh, runs into it. Did you have to do training for that? Uh, yes, I actually trained at his wrestling school for like uh, like five weeks straight, just to, like get bumps down. Yeah. And he actually said that I was the quickest learner for like taking a bump. Oh yeah. Like just like I would flip and like land like uh, the the. You idea, gotta tuck your chin, right? Yeah. The idea is you tuck your chin and you actually have your hands out and your palms slap the mat at the same time as your uh, the soles of your feet hit the mat so that like disperses all the pain like across your body oh yeah so so that like uh you don't take it on one spot you know right right but uh we hadn't done this like i was saying to the guys earlier after he had already done a match and he's a very unshaped dude and like he gets winded easily right so i get into the ring and like he goes to do the uh the powerbomb spot but he doesn't he doesn't have enough strength to wait for me to do a sit-up onto his shoulders so as I'm coming up, he drops, <laughs> and I wind up coming down on like the back of my neck, uh, like and with, with tax. Yeah, with the thumbtacks. But I like you remember, like back back in the back in the day, I like had so much hair. Yeah, I had so much hair, and, and like yeah, I had so much hair to the point where I actually landed right on the back of my head in the tax, and all the hair just protected me from it. Oh, so I didn't wind up with any thumbtacks in me. Looked like I fucking died, and oh. uh, it was to the point where like the referees from the show were coming in, like checking on me, like whispering in my ear, like "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fucking okay. I'm selling." Yeah, it doesn't do, do, don't they do that for every bump, like a hard bump? Don't they ask if they're okay. You see the referees come down and whisper in everyone's ear. Yeah, oh, someone's like, here. It, it, it's... Oh, who is this? Oh, it looks like El Grande Risteros Muscacos. Please. What is going on? Yeah, but why don't you grab the... Oh, no, it's, uh, grab Mike's mic. He must oh, be out having a piss, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Uh, Wally, this is a real treat for us. Okay. Oh, I, yes. Oh. Oh, you sound I'm a little... I am here for the party. I am uh, Grande Musculos Muscacos. Uh, you sound a bit different today, uh, Muscacos, <laughs> if you don't uh, mind me asking. I'm here for the wrestling party. <laughs> Are you a... Uh, Grip it and rip it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we are macho men. Grip it and rip it. Uh, so are you still traveling the uh, world, uh, Rusteros, Muscacos? Oh, uh, yes, I've been in uh, a little <laughs> town in southern Mexico where uh, the drinks are cold and the wrestling is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really put my finger on what's different about you, Rustero. I have been hitting the gym. Oh, is that what it is? You seem a little bit more. Yeah, you seem more. You seem a lot more uh, uh, fit than oh, the Oh, yes, I I ride the bicycle many kilometers <laughs> up and down the canals. I mean, the uh, oceans. <laughs> yeah, so you're Mexican, right? Arriba. Uh, <laughs> this is a real treat for us, uh, Grande. Yes, I, lo I love the wrestling. <laughs> and. Uh, 
Man, you are, I've never been to the part of Mexico that exactly sounds uh, like your accent. I don't know. Yes, I travel to the shows to fight, but I am from the north. <laughs> La mama. Ristero, I can't uh, thank you enough for coming in. Gosh, anytime, Peter. Any advice you want to give Wally for his, uh, his wrestling career? Gosh, I have been listening outside in the cold. I love the stories. Well, excellent. Let's keep it rolling. I'm going to have a smoke. Thank you very much, El Rosteros. Grande Rosteros, Moscacos, everybody. He's come to join <laughs> us, so thank you very much. Um, tell me some more stories. Oh, you're able to stay for a while? Uh, just a minute or two. Okay. Well, stay as long as you like. You might have to get up if Mike comes back. Thank you. I have to pee very bad. Paul, four shot. There you go. You hit the four button, and then it'll go right back. Shut there. up. It's right at the bottom there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, where are we? Oh, sorry. We we're talking uh, Wally. Uh, yeah. I wanted to say... The one thing I think is uh, is amazing about wrestling is when you tell wrestling stories like that, especially in the indies and stuff like that, from the level that I'm at in my comedy career, the similarities between wrestlers and comedians is uh, staggering. You know, the oh, process have you pee. have to go through. Are you, go we, are you going we for take, a pee? We take a lot less painkillers. <laughs> that is very much true. But the pecking order of, like, trying to how to, how to like, make it as a independent yeah. and try to, like, get yeah, some note of it like you like you have to do it for no money yeah nothing and you're for, hurting for yourself a long time yeah and like that yeah the, it's far more extreme for them like they are really hurting themselves yeah for almost zero pay yeah and just for the hopes that what someone notices you somewhere along the way but even like now the the idea is with like WWE, once you make it to that point, like they do a physical on you and all that. And yeah. like if you've endured too much wear and tear by the time you get to them, you're fucking done. Mm -hmm. You're done. Yeah. And that's your life. Like, um, I, I don't know if you've uh, read this, but apparently uh, Paige yes, just the... came back from a neck injury. Fuck, Eves she's she's actually Eves is drunk. Oh, sorry. She she was injured on a, a house show, which is like what they call their untelevised shows. Yeah. Um, where Sasha Banks was sitting up on the top rope and in the corner and like Paige was like playing to the crowd or whatever. And then she booted her in the back like a double double foot stomp to the back. Yeah. But but Paige didn't know it was coming. Yeah, and, and, it her gave her, back, yeah. And, it, and her head snapped back, and she couldn't feel her extremities. And now she's apparently been informed two weeks ago at Monday Night Raw that she will never be cleared to wrestle for WWE again. Yeah, yeah. She is 25 years old. Oh, shit, man. 25, eh? That's so a... that's what the difference is. Like, like, like as a 25-year-old comic, you're never going to be told, like, oh, you don't get cleared to do comedy ever again. No, no. Right? Uh no no that's that's true that's true there is that that ath athlete as aspect of it oh yeah but but I but feel, I, I, I feel so bad for her, especially because last year was filled with her having a broken neck and then all of her sex tapes like leaked off of her yeah. iCloud hey too. Mike I give you the tip on that sex tape for Paige eh yeah you know uh you know who you should pass it to is uh, somebody that likes a nice vampire looking girl yeah yeah. Yeah, she's a vampire-looking girl. She but, is. But you gotta admit, those sex tapes were were pretty awesome. Well, it's oh, they were very it's good, especially her. when like Xavier yeah. Woods comes on the Divas oh. title. Oh, uh, really? Oh yeah, he fucking jacks his dick right onto the Divas title, and then they fucking retired it. Don't, don't tell me don't that's not that because part. of the cum. 
Oh, yeah. You don't want to be holding around the, the old jizz title. Yeah, the jizz <laughs> belt. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, you know what we should do? Just to end the show, Wally, it was a pleasure to have you in here today. But Thank what I wanted you. to do is I wanted to go around the room. I wanted to say, Stephen, mm-hmm. you've endured wrestling talk, as mo- amongst other things. Thanks, right? But you are totally not a wrestling fan. You're not a sports fan at all. But for wrestling, I would say you're even less. Is that right. true? I, they're all the same to me. All the same. Wrestling and football are the same to you? <laughs> okay, so um, they're all sports. I understand that this quiz will not probably apply to you, uh, okay? So I'm going to change changing the rules for Stevens. All Steve has to do is try to name a wrestler from the eras that we're going to talk about. Nice. Name nice. a wrestler. A wrestler. For the rest of you, I'm expecting you to name your favorite wrestler from that era. Okay. And we'll just do a quick uh, chat about those guys. So uh, we'll start out with, uh, I can only do the, um, I'm going to go um, pre-1990 Okay. for the first era, just because I'm a kid of the 80s pretty yeah, much, like where fair. I would have remembered starting wrestling. So this would be like the, uh, anything like, uh, probably like like Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, uh, those uh, Ultimate Warrior, those type of days. You got to remember the NWA at that time, though. Yeah, that was existing too. Yeah. And, uh but you can also go back to historically to whatever a wrestler anything, behind that, anything behind that time, like his from like the oldest wrestler you can think of. Yeah, it's pretty much all NWA at that point. WWF broke away from the NWA in the uh, I believe in the seventies. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but I don't give a shit. It says before <laughs> the nineties, like before before the nineties. That's what I'm talking about. So like anything that happened from historically, Jesus to that, yeah, from Jesus, like Gorgeous George to like Big Man Theory, Bruce oh. the Barber yeah. Beefcake, yeah, oh. to it's just before favorite. the Attitude Era, just before like the okay. yeah. So anyone old style wrestlers before like Rock and Austin. Can I start? Yeah, you can start. Mike. Macho Man. Macho Man's your favorite. The best promos. Uh, him and Miss Elizabeth, I don't know how you get much better than Macho Man. I th- yeah, Macho Man had some great promos. And uh, the thing, this is, it goes back to the comedy and wrestling thing. If you watch Mean Gene and Macho Man. The straight man. Mean Gene's playing the role of straight man so perfectly. And Macho Man is just fucking with them, man. I, I love I, I love watching them try to crack Mean Gene. You oh, yeah, you got to give credit to Gene Okerlund. Yeah, and he always has those little cuts underneath of it that just set it off perfectly. Because Macho Man's doing like crazy shit like. <laughs> He's the pulling cr- out creamers all over himself. <laughs> cream you know? of the crop. Creamers? Yeah, you ever see the cream of the crop rise to the top from Macho Man? Cream what? of the crop rise to the top. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And he keeps pulling them out. He's got them hidden all over Tito himself. Tito Santana. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, this is your cup of coffee in the big leaves. Tito Santana. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like cream Tito. Cream rise. And he was like pulling them out of his wrists. Yeah, his wristbands. He's got creamers in there. <laughs> But Gene Oakland is straight faced. Yeah. yeah, he's putting them in his. Deep. Oh, he has to be yeah. the entire time. So yeah, that's my. That's or my his boy. little surprise looks that Gene gives, like when he's like. I reacting. like. He always talks with his baby finger like this, and when he's real fucked up, he puts his tongue out like a lizard. <laughs> yeah. My 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 favorite my favorite Mean Gene moments are uh, the one I can't remember what event it was for, but like in the middle of an interview, he just turns. He's like, "Put that cigarette out." <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Or uh, the other one for, I think it was uh, SummerSlam uh, 89 or 90 or something like that. They go to a backstage promo. It's Mean Gene Oakland with Rick Rude. And then, but the sign falls down and Mean Gene just goes, oh, fuck it. (laughs) Then it goes right back to the announce crew. (laughs) 
so fucking good. That's good to see a guy break like that. Right. When he's cool. He's so time. good at it. Yeah. Wes, what about you when you're when you're growing up or old time wrestlers? I liked uh, Legion of Doom. Oh yeah, the fucking Talkin Road Warriors. Talking animal. Warriors. Talkin animal. Nice answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. What a rush. Kev, do you have one? Oh yeah. Uh, the only guy I can really think of is Andre the Giant. Yeah. Andre the Giant's a good one. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. saw Andre the Giant at Brantford Civic Center one time. He was doing Jesse the Body's body or uh body shop. He used to have a segment called the Body Shop. Yeah. And Andre the Giant was a guest there and I remember like I was really close to him, but like it at was the Civic Center? At the Civic Center yeah. in Brantford, yeah. It was like uh it was like one of those spectacles, like you go in to see a spectacle, like he was he yeah, really they would tape uh, Maple Leaf Wrestling. At, Maple Leaf uh, Wrestling, Brain for, yeah. Brain Pacific Center, yeah. Yeah, I've, I saw some good Good night. actor, too, Andre. Oh, Princess Bride. Oh, nice. You like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Paul? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the winner of the orig- of the first ever uh, Royal Rumble. Really? 1988, the year Hacksaw. of my birth. Yeah, Ham- Hamilton, Ontario, too. Is he from Hamilton? No, no, no. Hamilton, Ontario is where the very first uh, Royal Rumble. Really? At Cops yeah. Coliseum? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And Hacksaw won. Uh, Hacksaw's good buddies uh, with uh, Iron Sheik. They have a great uh, doing uh, coke in a car story. Yeah, <laughs> for that one time they really fucked up. Yeah. Co- coke and beers, yeah, when they were main eventing against each other. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Roddy Piper for mine. Oh, uh, nice. I'm going to go Roddy Piper. I, I think he was just the funniest guy going. And an honorable mention to uh, uh, George Animal Steel. Oh, you're gonna say, oh, you're gonna say, oh, that did you have one? Guy. That was my guy. Oh, George Animal, I'll oh, give you credit go, for that. Steve. Passed away last year, eh? It's George true. Animal Steel, yeah. Hey, who you know who my pre-90s guy is? Who? It's no surprise. This Ric Flair. Oh, the Nature Boy. Yeah. He is actually the best. He ran the '80s. I never got to watch him though. When I was a kid, I only get to watch him on YouTube now. When I was a kid, I didn't, just didn't get it. I see in magazines. Space Mountain. <laughs> He ever rides? Well, he had great lines. Uh, always about getting lots of uh, a pussy and <laughs> oh like, yeah, riding around in he limousines got and stuff. So much pussy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, that documentary, the Thirty on Thirty, uh, yeah. him is like uh, is really is really unbelievable when you hear him talk. How much of it is like believable? Is probably it seems unbelievable, but probably is believable. Like it probably really happened. Oh, for sure. You already said yours, or Paul? Are you going? You run hacksaw. Okay, so the next era is uh, is the Attitude Era. This would be uh, uh, when wrestling kind of became cool again, and it was the the. <laughs> Steve it was when it was head. like not it was like uh, not PG anymore. It was like uh, kind of like you could get away with swearing. Yeah, or, because ECW was on TV, and they wanted to emulate that. Yeah, yeah, and so they and they showed like girls getting their. Uh, uh, in their bra and panty matches and stuff oh, like yeah. that. It was real kind of uh, dirt. It was dirtier. It wasn't much for kids. But this era was like Rock, Steve Austin, uh, Jericho, uh, uh, Triple H, uh, Undertaker, yeah, Shawn Ma- Michaels, uh, uh, Mick Foley, and those type of guys. Yeah. So out of that era, oh, so I just named them all. I just, Damn it! I was gonna Can you go name one that isn't on that. I was gonna say the Undertaker was. Oh, good. Undertaker's on that list. Yeah. yeah Undertaker's on that list, that. too. So Steve's already done. He's yeah. got Wait, it. Wait, the non-wrestling guy <laughs> says the Undertaker? Yeah. You yeah. took my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to go with Steve. I'm really not a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you got another one? one of those. I, I do have one. It hasn't been said for the 90s. Yeah, I've got one. Okay. Kane. 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 Oh, shit. Undertaker's brother. Undertaker's Dude, that was, that was a big fucking deal back in the day. I, I was, uh, the Undertaker, you have a brother. 
Your house burned down when you were trying cigarettes, Undertaker. Is that what it was? Yeah. I've never seen that. The, the explanation for the burning down of the Undertaker's parents' house was that he was outside with a friend trying cigarettes. Oh, really? And then yeah. it turns out his face wasn't even burned. He took off his mask, and he had kind of like soot on his face yeah. still from it <laughs> like yeah. when he was a kid. And then uh, later on, he cleaned his face up, and then he was good. And then he was corporate cane. And then he had a white eye or something. Yeah. 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 And then he wore a suit, and then, and yeah. now he's and then back he lit, with a mask. Uh, J- he lit JR on fire. That was, no, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he lit, lit JR, JR on fire, fire yeah. and he, uh, uh, oh, he had the big thing with Shane McMahon where he fucking hooked up the, the car battery to his nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he strung up Shane McMahon by uh, by handcuffs on the ring post on the outside, and then he hooked up a car battery to his nuts and fucking turned it on. It was a different show then. I remember... This the, was like 2003. At one point in time, you remember when Undertaker uh, crucified Stephanie McMahon? Yep. And she was just like young at the time, too, yeah. so it was like Vince's young oh, yeah. daughter. Had, He's like, had like just her- been fingered by Randy Savage. Oh, uh, you're not... Uh, or, uh, I don't like to think about it, but yeah, that's the rumor. I don't know. Was it just fingered though? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I heard fingered. I heard fucked. Yeah. Either way. Either way, you can't. Shouldn't do that to the boss's young daughter. Yeah. I think when she was she's like, like sixteen. Yeah, yeah she's too young. Shouldn't Ooh, do that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Paul, do you have one from that era? Um, no. <laughs> no, you don't like The Rock. You don't like Stone Cold Steve Austin. No. No, you don't no. like either of those. How about you, Wally? Dude, Stone Cold Steve Austin all the way. Yeah. Every single week, as soon as you heard like the like the glass shatter, you knew you were in for something. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the first a good guy that I could cheer for because he was a bad kind of a bad guy. He was playing a oh, bad guy. Yeah, he was definitely a bad guy. But then the crowd finally like got on his side, and he would still be like, "Oh, I don't care if these people like me or not. Yeah. I'm I'm the big Steve Austin. That's Give a me new- a beer." That's the new hero now, eh? That's the new hero. Anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more you don't care about shit is the more people like you, eh? That's the... Because everyone has to put oh, yeah. up with so much shit. That's what it really is. Right. People were super into Steve Austin, and they were super into the NWO. Uh, who did, did you do one? No. Who's, who's yours? I'm, I'm going to go with Steve Austin as well. Steve Austin I was a well. huge Stone Cold fan. Like, How he could was you my not favorite. Be? Yeah. How could you not be? <laughs> That was when Throwing I watched wrestling down the most. on everybody. See, I think that's when I watch wrestling the least. I watched it the most then, and I you watch wrestling that. the least. So I can't during lie about the Attitude it. Era. Yeah, yeah, because you're busy. He was busy with puss. <laughs> good, oh, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. During the Attitude Era, Paul was having Eating a great pussy. time. Yeah. Okay. He was he was yeah, enjoying. I was actually watching Monday Night Raw at that time. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. From that, I I I don't know who oh, I would Goldberg say. too. Uh, I didn't like Goldberg. I never liked Goldberg. I like guys that wrestle. Like I would, I would Diamond say. Diamond Dallas Page. No, I'm gonna go with someone like. Uh, uh, I always like like a, like uh, to watch like a um, Chris Benoit or something like that. You know, I know I know oh, yeah. you're not allowed to say that because he's uh, what his bad ending. Right. But isn't it that he got like he had bad head injuries that resulted in that stuff that was in the movie about the football players yeah, the that CTE were everyone so crazy yeah, at yeah. the end? Yeah, CTE. So can't you just? Uh, can't people just forgive the guy for uh, losing his mind? I mean, I know he killed his family, but like, it's uh, not like he was obviously sick. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I know, but like, it's 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 a touchy, yeah, it's yeah. a touchy thing. Right? I know it's terrible, but I mean, I, you, I think it's an illness, right? Oh, for sure, so it's, it's 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 an illness, and that's why they make the differentiation now, where like, 
uh, Vince McMahon wound up after he was like killed off on TV. Remember the oh yeah, the, the limousine blew up, and then yeah, and they were supposed to do the uh, the tribute to Vince McMahon on Raw the next week, but Chris Benoit did what he did. Uh, the whole idea is now, like with the WWE Network, they show all of Chris Benoit's matches. They no will now. Pro- oh yeah. Oh, oh for right. sure. I've been. I've. I've got the WWE Network at home. I watch Chris Benoit all the time. But at, but at the same time, like they won't mention him on like live television. Oh yeah. 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 yeah they like. Even to- though Chris Jericho dedicated his uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling debut to Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. 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 Uh, Anyways, just to wrap it up, modern day, if anybody – who, Wes? Oh, yeah, Wes. You were – that uh, Attitude Era. Oh, I didn't really watch it too much. You didn't either? No. Okay. Fucking serious. So this is modern, modern day wrestling. Steve, can you name one modern day wrestler? When did Donald Trump get into wrestling? <laughs> uh, <laughs> around 2005, I think. It was WrestleMania 25. Does that count? No, it doesn't count. You have to need an actual wrestler. Or WrestleMania so, 20. Steve. You saw it in a video. I sure did. <laughs> I sure yeah, did. Bobby Lashley was uh, was I, up against uh, Donald Trump's. One second, there. Wally. One second. What? I have nobody. Not one person. Not a single wrestler. Okay. Uh, let me think. If is there anything I can you do? You know any? Uh, do you know like um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Do you know uh, any of... Uh, Wait, the movie? or <laughs> The movie. Okay, it's not the a wrestling. There's movie. a wrestler in it. Yeah. That plays the one guy. Drax. Drax. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, okay. Steve loses. <laughs> oh, no, I lost the wrestling. Mike, who's your favorite in wrestling today, or do you know any wrestlers? Yeah, I, I do, because like, I've tried it again. Yeah, like, yeah. The odd time on a Monday night, I'll flip it on, and uh, I'm having a real hard time with it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's three hours long. I can't watch that shit. Three anymore. hours on mo- oh, every and Monday. And some of the segments are like so embarrassingly so, bad, right? I, I, the GM's always on his phone. Um, I don't know. Uh, I like CM Punk when he was in there. He was a real dickhead. Nice. Yeah, yeah, he was. So a I like that guy. Yeah. What, Wes? You don't know anyone? I haven't watched it in years. When's the last time you've seen it? Do you think? I think ten years. Ten years. Yeah. You, you too. I haven't seen a program. <laughs> Wally, who do you like best now? Now? Shit. Uh, probably the only guy to go with uh, is either Brock Lesnar or AJ Styles. They're the most believable. Yeah. Of, like, I'm going Kevin fucking Owens. Oh, dude. Yeah. Kevin Owens is great. It's, <laughs> it's just like the most believable dudes are Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles. For fighting style, you're right. Yeah. But uh, for entertainment value, I'm 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 with my brother on this one. Kevin Owens is hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, there's no one funnier. And the uh, and I'll give an honorable mention to this guy called. Uh, there's this new guy they got uh, called Elias. Yeah. Uh, who plays uh, guitar? And yeah. He, and he's like an acoustic guitar, and he goes out at the beginning, and he shits on every town he's in. <laughs> So he'll like play some song and he'll he'll like tell people to shut up and he's shitty and pay at attention. guitar too, which yeah. is the best part. And he's got always oh, got a capo on his fucking yeah. And then he uh and then he uh um will just like tell you your town sucks and all your people are stupid and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Oh, I love it. I, and then uh, the crowd goes fucking ape shit and uh and uh then he'll like he's got the old honky tonk man move where he'll smash you on the head with is the guitar. Is that a finishing move? That's great. No, he won't do it all the time, but every once in a while, you know, if yeah. he needs to pull out the guitar, he he breaks one of his babies over someone's head. <laughs> I uh, I took my kid to uh, to a house show over the holiday season, and Elias came out and did a song, and he actually covered Hotline Bling. 
oh, by yeah, Drake yeah. because we were in Toronto. Yeah. And then Kane came out and sang a song with him. Oh, yeah, I heard he heard saying coming ar- she'll be coming around yeah. the mountain or something. Yeah, like and that. then he fucking gives him a choke slam and the whole segment's over. It's, it, it was so good. Well, actually, Wally, I want to thank you for coming in. We're out of we're all way over time, and we'd like to thank everyone for waiting for us. And all oh, we're late again today, but we paid a price to have good sound and uh, Fire. also so I could pee before the show, and I don't have to do it once. <laughs> and uh, if you like to go uh, visit Wally's uh, Facebook page and get a copy of uh, Worse Than Hitler or see him at a live show. Facebook.com/slash Wally the Comic. Wally the Comic. Thank you, Wally. And uh, you can go check him out in Brantford on Tuesday nights at Bramsterdam Cafe on Colburn Street. And uh, we got some shows coming up that I just wanted to plug quick. Uh, we yeah. will be having, uh, we have a wise, uh, wise guy from Alberta. He's a battle rapper. He's coming in on February 1st. And if you want to check him out on YouTube, he's actually quite, uh, it's quite funny. It's almost like roast battle comedy set to like rap. It's not as aggressive as what I'm used to it. But it's, I, I think the guy's pretty funny. So we're happy to have him in on February 1st. We're also working on the wheel of debauchery with uh, uh, or the wheel of dirt bags with four comics coming, uh, female comics coming in for that show. Uh, we're tentatively March first on that one, mm. and uh, we also are working on hip a uh, hippo Z, I think they're called. It's yeah. like the reincarnation of Zeffler with Paul Etche and Rudy Hogg and the gang. Okay, oh, uh, they're talking about coming in in February. So I just want to plug those shows coming up in the future. And uh, reach out to us and give us some feedback, everyone, on uh, Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Share the show and, sh- and tell your friends. Till next week, C-U-N-T. See you next Thursday. I got good news and bad news. <laughs> you did not do Audacity. I did Audacity, but I missed the... We just have to do uh, one verse, maybe, of the f- opener again. Oh, boo. You want us to just do the whole thing? Well, can Shawn Michaels s- sing? Yeah. yeah. You're going to have to sing high. <laughs>